The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning. This is Bakes. Happy Wednesday to you. Merry Christmas, more importantly. I'm Bakes, the Stock Market Authority. Kevin Baker. My mom calls me Kevin. Everybody else calls me Bakes. Uh, welcome. Uh, today we're going to cover uh, economists can't pick stocks. And uh, I know I'm going to offend some of my economist friends, but uh, I think deep down they know that's the case. Uh, economics news is, uh, is, is useless in investing. That sounds strong, but I'm going to prove it to you. Uh, we're going to open the mailbag. We're going to talk about crypto and Tesla. Yes, again, but there's so much going on that it warrants it. And we're going to go through the portfolio. We are still up in this down market, and I think that's uh, uh, quite an accomplishment that I'm proud of, and I want you to improve your performance and follow along with what we're doing. So right now, please go to my website, uh, stockmarketauthority.com, sign up for free for my newsletter, subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast, wherever you podcast. Follow me on your favorite social media where I break in with, with new things about crypto and Tesla. And you're smart people. This is not financial advice. I don't know your situation in and out. And uh, so let's go. Let's go to the top story. Uh, uh, Josh Brown put out a post uh, yesterday. I really like Josh. He is on CNBC, it seems like, constantly. He is the CEO of Ritholtz Wealth Management, puts out a ton of content, and he put out uh, you know, what he saw coming up this week. And so we had a lot of economic news, and we still have more to come. But he pointed out that yesterday we had the CPI. Uh, the consumer price index, you know, how much inflation there is in the system. And then today we're going to have the Fed meeting and we're going to have the press conference at two. And then we're going to have uh, initial and continuing jobless claims at 830 and um, uh, retail sales tomorrow. And I, I, I had a knee jerk uh, uh, response to this. And I said, uh, if I had the the press releases for all of those, all the data, all the details, if I had it prior to all these events, I don't know how I would make money. And so that's why I say economists can't pick stocks, because I always ask the question, how do you make money from this? And if the answer is I can't, I kind of yawn and, and, and go on to other things. So the... Um, uh, you know, let's go to the first chart. This is the CPI chart, and um, again, there's a lot of moving parts here, different components, what have you, and if you had given this to me the day before, I couldn't have said it's going to mean this for airlines, it's going to make housing stocks go down, it's going to make retailers go up. I, there's nothing to do here, and what ended up happening is that inflation came in at 7.1% and the street expected 7.3. And literally, I watched this at 8.30 yesterday. And as soon as that, that headline came out, the Dow went up 700 points. The NASDAQ went up four. The S&P went up three for the first half hour. 
and and so the the uh, taking this information and, and and utilizing it there's there's algos and computers that are doing this over the short term but over the long term i don't it doesn't you can't do anything with this and to make it take it even further 7.1% isn't two and so it's better than what people expected but the fed says we're going to raise rates until inflation is two they didn't say that as explicitly as I just pointed out, but that's pretty much what's going to happen. And how you make money in stocks from that is going to, I'm going to let the charts direct me. They're going to tell me where to look, where there's opportunities, where to do more research, and I encourage you to follow along. Because if you take a view that I think I know what's going on in the economy and it's going to come down to this group of stocks and make them perform badly or, 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 or well, I, I, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And if someone can t- prove to me otherwise, I'm all ears. I'm open-minded. But I've been doing this for 25 plus years, and and and, and I, I can't I can't see it happening. Uh, next, Josh pointed to the put call ratio. Now this gets a little wonky, or this is about as wonky as I'm going to get. But bottom line is, a, a put option gives you the ability to sell a stock at a certain price in a certain period of time, and a call option allows you to buy a uh, uh, stock at a certain price at a certain time. And so when the put-call ratio is elevated, it suggests that people are scared, everybody's bearish, in quotation, as I'm doing air quotes here, um, for my listeners, and it suggested that everybody is prepared for, for a downturn. Well, uh, and so the converse comes up to be that, all right, so everybody's prepared that way. They're going to get caught off sides and stocks are going to rip. They call it, you know, a rip your face off rally is, 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 the, is the phrase du jour. Well, okay, I look at this chart and I say, yeah, okay, that's, that's a pretty high number. I get it. It's already come off of that. So if you had positioned yourself, you had to sort of change your view in seven days uh, it just it's it's insanity to me. Now I'm going to take another step back. The reason why the talking heads of CNBC do all this it makes them sound smart, and so when they go to their high net worth individual clients, they can say intelligent things about auto sales and and home starts and and uh, uh, you know retail sales and what have you. But at the end of the day, I want, I'm in this to make money for you and for me. And uh, the the economists don't get the job done. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. So, with this whole consensus that everybody's bearish, well, we'll see how that plays out. So then I go to the the S and P chart, and uh, uh, I watched this yesterday. The news came out, stocks ripped, and it came up to that four ten level. On the S&P, which is the prior high, which is why I point to these charts so often. I can't tell you how many times these prior levels, resistance, get respected. And so in the first half hour of trading, we go go up and, and kiss 410, and then we reverse, We spent the whole day reversing down. While I was writing the show, it was about 1 in the afternoon. We were flat on the day completely reverse this this manic move in the first half hour another point i'll make 
is I want you to start discounting the first half hour. Think about it. That's where everybody's had their third cup of coffee. It's emotional. You have a a news item comes up that people are pounced on. The computers are certainly getting ready to pounce on it, and it creates outsized moves in that 9.30 to 10 period, and I wouldn't react too much to that. Now, I was getting my head kicked in that first half hour, and luckily, I've been doing this long enough, I sat on my hands and and watch all my positions perform much better over the course of the day, and I'm not a day guy. Uh, I haven't found many day... I haven't found a day trader that makes money consistently, and I'm sure not going to be him. So, you're not my, uh, uh, the folks that are coming in here realize that I identify long-term trends, jump on them, and hopefully ride them to, to long-term capital gains in up and down markets, as I've said. So the, um, uh, I hope I have impressed upon you that uh, you want to, I want to be cognizant of what's going on. I want to know extremes. I want to you know, understand what people's uh, bullish and bearish viewpoints are in the economy. But then to get that down to, to brass tacks and making money in stocks and ETFs, that's where I come in with the charts. And the charts say you want to be where I am right now, 33% in cash, largely short, and, and, and owning uh, 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 commodities right now. So a lot more to come. We'll talk about that more in the portfolio. But economists can't pick stocks. Frankly, I can, and I want to do it for you, and I want to be helpful. And I want you to please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com, sign up for my free newsletter. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast. Please share it if you think I add value, and I hope I do. Follow on your favorite social media. And again, this isn't financial advice. Uh, Let's open the mailbag next, please. There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. (laughs) That's almost frightening. Uh, Charlie from New York uh, wrote in, uh, actually texted me right after the last show, uh, is crypto like Amazon in 2002? And there is so much in there, it's unbelievable. So please keep those cards and letters coming in, boys and girls. Uh, I really want to hear from you. This is... This is uh, 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 there's a few components. I'm going to take the Amazon com- Amazon component first, and then I'm going to take the crypto component. So bear with me. Uh, and you, I had forgotten a lot of this. I had been through this and uh, this period of time. That's how old I am. You know, you can't imagine how crazy it was. Ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. As every pet stock, com stock, just went to the moon. The, that was the original moonshots. Uh, Amazon, while it's viewed now as as this this uh, giant uh, uh, you know successful company, uh, its existence was bankruptcy was a real issue back in in in, uh, in two thousand and two. So the 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 uh, stock market, the tech bubble uh, uh, cracked in the early two thousand, and then this stock went down ninety percent to below a buck. Think about that. Look at this chart, if you can, on, uh, on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, Amazon got absolutely crushed. And so all these people that say, oh, I bought Amazon at a dollar. No, you didn't, okay, because it looked like the world was coming to an end. What I want you to point out, first of all, is the second arrow to the, to the, from the left is that's the buy point. And that's a, a real bull market 
re-emerging. And I don't see these charts out there, certainly in Amazon, because it's rolling over, as I've mentioned in my How to Sell video. Uh, this is what I'm looking for all the time. You don't have to do it because I'm going to do it for you, and I don't find it yet. So you don't have these bases. You don't have capitulation. You don't have uh, stocks ripping higher on, on, on neutral to, to bad news, and we're just not there yet. But my other point is, look at the first arrow to the left. And this is uh, uh, you know, a bit of history. Back in February of 2000, uh, the company was in a lot of trouble, burning money, losing money, basically just selling books at a loss. And the CFO, whose name I can't remember now, uh, very intelligently uh, sold a convertible bond offering in February and brought in $672 million at a 6.9% interest rate, which seemed high at the time. But that $672 million in cash that they put on the balance sheet enabled them to ride out those losses, those burn rates, losing money all those years to get to the AOS and the Amazon that you know today that is uh, you know, an, an, absolute, an absolute giant. So, number one, I don't see Amazons like, they're, like this out there yet. I'm looking for them. Believe me, I'll let you know when I, when I see them. And number two, Amazon's a real company with, with a revenue line and expenses and a bottom line. And crypto does not have that. There's no balance sheet. It is simply a belief system. And you think that a, a, a Bitcoin is worth uh, X dollars and it's going to be uh, 2X dollars down the road because you believe that it's digital gold, it's, it's uh, a hedge against the, the central banks uh, losing their minds and printing money. And uh, just we talked about this last week. Simp I'm going to pick on Bitcoin. Simply because Bitcoin has gone from 67,000 down to 17 does not mean it's cheap. Things can go down by 60, 70, 80 percent and then go down 60, 70, 80 percent again. See Carvana and see all the examples we talked about last week. So crypto, there's no balance sheet of cash that you can say that's the base, that's the bottom. It's not going lower than that. It is... Uh, uh, I had a friend that I, I talked to yesterday asked me about crypto, and we had a friend of the pod who said, I'm all in on crypto. It's cheap down here. And what, and I, what I would say is you pick a number that you're willing to go to zero, that's how much crypto you should own. That's the number because it's very likely to go to zero, and I don't want you being like an FTX bag holder, uh, you know, losing significant serious money that is material to your life. I really don't want that to happen. Am I being vague? Okay, I don't think so. Um, okay, so uh, we talked about that. Uh, next is, uh, is Tencent. Uh, Dan from Massachusetts asked about Tencent, Chinese technology company. Uh, I'm not immersed in, in the fundamentals here, but I know how to read a chart. And uh, Dan, what I see here is uh, a stock that got driven down to, to uh, the low 20s, 
mainly because of of the COVID shutdowns, I believe, and bouncing on the relaxation of the COVID restrictions that the Chinese government has finally had to do. And what did we do? We bounced to this 41 level. Look at this line that I've drawn. That's a three-year line of resistance. And it's, we're stalling out there. And there's a lot of people who bought the stock back in 2018, 2019 that are saying, you know, it's like a hangover. You know, if you get me out of this one, Lord, I'll never drink again. If you get me out of the stock, let me sell it here. I'll never buy it again. And uh, I think that's what's going to happen here. We've bounced to 41 uh, I think it's very unlikely to break through this resistance as heavy as it is, as long as it is. Certainly on the first try, it takes some time. You also mentioned to me that you have a double in this. Well, good for you. That's impressive. Anytime you have a 100% gain, I always suggest that you take the original investment, especially if you earned it in a short period of time, take the original investment out, put that on the side, play with the house money, and, and let that those gains run, and then uh, deploy my my cell discipline that I, that I that I talk about so much. So good for you, ten cent. I would get out of Dodge, say thank you, uh, pay the tax, and uh, and let's go find some some other ideas. Uh, Scott from London came in with uh, an idea that I've been talking about that I don't want you to be involved with, and it's Tesla. And I know this is sort of kryptonite for some people that uh, a lot of people genuflect to, to Elon Musk. He's going to save the world. He's going to go to Mars. Uh, oil companies are evil, and, and he's the, the uh, uh, antithesis of that. No, don't buy any of that, frankly. Uh, it's a car company that uh, went from losing money, got into the S&P, uh, had a lot of demand, and now that's all changing. It rolled over. I put out a post yesterday, which I really recommend you, you, you look at, less than two minutes, and I said if it breaks 200, 163 is the next stop. It happened yesterday, okay? Even o- overran it a little bit. Goldman Sachs is out today talking about lowering their price target to 205, which, oh, by the way, that thank you. I was there forty points ago, and number two, that's where the breakdown happens. So that's you're definitely going to see a lot of people come in if it ever gets to that level, which I think is highly unlikely. I think it's highly unlikely because I listen to more podcasts than anybody. A lot of left leaning ones, so I know what 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 they are saying, and they're saying I'm driving away from Tesla. I'm selling my Tesla. I'm not going to buy a Tesla. I'm not going to buy my kid a Tesla. Uh, They don't want to be associated with the brand of Elon anymore. This Twitter fiasco is getting worse by the day. He's alienating his base. And frankly, he can't turn it around now. He can't say, sorry, I was kidding about about all the stuff I've been uh, posting on Twitter about right-wing conspiracy theories. So... I think the cat's out of the bag, uh, and I think Tesla's going lower. So if you want to drive the car, that's fine. Uh, I gave you another line here. I think 126 is next, and uh, that is not going to be that tough to go to. The earnings number next year is 577. I doubt they hit it. I think it's going to be more like five. You put a reasonable 
25 multiple on that, that gets you to 125. And I think that's where you go. And that's about as sophisticated as you have to be with this sometimes is the numbers are coming down and that means the stock's coming down and the expectations and the, and the valuation are high. And uh, if you want to sell Tesla the stock, the car, that's up to you. But I wouldn't touch Tesla the stock for the foreseeable future. Uh, let's go to the portfolio, folks. Uh, you know, I put my money where my mouth is. I Again, I listen to more podcasts than anybody, and uh, I don't see anybody doing this. So this is my my real account in a, uh, with real money, and I have my, you know, outside of the S&P retirement uh, uh, stuff, I have this. And here it is by the month. Uh, we're up 1.1% uh, uh, for, the, for the year in a market that's down 14. I think that's pretty darn good. All the numbers are here. Please go to the YouTube channel or the Facebook channel to, to take a look at this stuff. I can't be more transparent about what I'm doing, and I hope here I'm telling you why I'm doing it. Uh, since inception, we're up 30% plus. We're in line with the S&P, and we're four times the hedge funds that charge 2 and 20 so 2% and 20%. So I'm pretty happy about this. And frankly, when I started this two and a half years ago, I came out of the, out of the traditional asset management world that was hugging indices all the time and saying that you had to be, uh, you know, X percent uh, next to the index in healthcare and technology, and you can't hold any cash, and you have to lose money when the market goes down and try not to lose as much as the next guy. And I thought this would work, but now I know it works. It's two and a half years, and I hope you know it works for you. So uh, please follow along and, uh, and, and fire ideas at me. I, I'm a voracious reader and an observer. But I miss things, and I want to know what you, what you want me to, uh, to pay attention to. Uh, a friend of mine talked about, uh, frankly, disagree with my real estate call to an extent. Uh, Bob from uh, Massachusetts, uh, sorry, from Pennsylvania. And said the, uh, the, the I'm going to back, back up a little bit. We talked about this last week, so I'm not going to assume that you, you, you're here for this. The Blackstone REIT, B-R-E-I-T, is uh, one of the largest, most successful private REITs, real estate investment trusts in the country. And they own warehouses, data centers, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, residential housing in the Sun Belt, et cetera. Been very successful, up 9% for the year, while the public uh, REITs are down 20. And so people say, how are they doing that and, 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 and what's going on? Well, uh, they are, uh, the Blackstone management is saying, we have, I'm going to say crazy rich Asians. That isn't what they say. That's the movie that I didn't see back in 2017. But for some reason, the Blackstone management is saying, we're getting Asian uh, redemptions tied to the Hong Kong uh, market collapse, and I don't understand why their origin or or ethnic group matters as far as if they're redeeming. If they're redeeming, who cares who they are? But anyway, they're using that, and uh, it's a little Shakespearean. I think they doth protest too much. Uh, Schwartzman, the CEO, has been everywhere. Uh, uh, I, there's been a number of folks on various podcasts 
um, uh, odd lots, etc. And they all say, uh, we're really good at this. Our numbers are great over the long term. We've had a great six years. And, and uh, don't you know, ignore these fund flows. We're really good at this. Well, okay, the last six years has been you know, almost ideal in terms of the Fed helping you with lower rates to, to uh, excel in real estate. And uh, a little known fact that the Wall Street Journal brought up the other day is most of, of this year's gains have come from a derivative trade, a bet on interest rates. So almost eight of the 9% is, is coming from that. So I'm going to keep things simple. If Blackstone has a problem, real estate has a problem, everybody has a problem, we own REK, the short real estate ETF in our portfolio, and frankly, it hasn't done much yet, but I can see the writing on the wall, I can see this Blackstone chart, and it's telling me that that there's going to be downward pressure on data centers and warehouses for the foreseeable future, and uh, we're going to profit from that. So I just want to give you my, my, uh, my thought process and my feedback. Lastly, uh, we own, uh, and a lot of our, our gains this year have come from shorting Kathy Wood, the ARK Innovation Fund, A-R-K-K. We own S-A-R-K, SARK, from AXS and, and, and Matthew Tuttle. And uh, Kathy Wood owns Roku, Zoom, Tesla up to her eyeballs. Those are the big three names. And uh, they're either losing money or very highly valued. And uh, that ship has sailed. Interest rates are going up. These are coming down. And I was struck uh, by this chart yesterday where, again, I was getting my head kicked in in the first half hour, but ended up for the day given, you know, cooler heads prevailing in the, in the last hour of, uh, of trading. So I'm looking for these winners that are up 90% plus all the time. I'm going to find them. I've got a number of things that are percolating that come from my chart work, and I will certainly relay uh, that to you. Uh, folks, that's the show. Uh, and after talking about down markets, uh, we need much needed levity. My brother Kent came to me and said, uh, you got to check out Sebastian Maniscalco. Uh, is it me on Netflix? It is absolutely hilarious. I've seen his other specials. I recommend them highly to you. And I also recommend, you know, send me your funny stuff because uh, this can be uh, uh, heavy at times and serious, and I want to lighten it up. And if you have things that I should be uh, forwarding to my audience, I want to do so. Uh, and obviously, there's a link in, uh, in the description below. Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for free for my newsletter. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and podcast. Follow on your favorite social media. Write to me, please. Bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. DM me on Twitter, at BakesTakes underscore. I love your feedback. I want to be helpful. Tell me how I can do more so. <laughs> there's the closing bell. Thank you. I'm Bakes. This is the Stock Market Authority, and Merry Christmas to you and yours. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.